Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right, everybody. Welcome to Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. I'm Rick Grossman, and I'll introduce my co-host and partner in crime here, uh, Rob Gantley, in just a second. Uh, but we'd also like to um, let you guys know that the Franchise Bible Coach Fight for Your Franchise Challenge is about midway through the initiative. So there's still time to join and learn more about our Fight for Your Franchise Challenge, which is a free initiative uh, for franchisors and franchisees to kind of join the effort to share ideas and, and strategies and, and thoughts to help everyone get through this time and uh, not only survive, but thrive as franchise uh, organizations. So go to FranchiseBibleCoach.com and join us and uh, we will get you resources and you can join our franchise uh, community on Facebook and we can have all kinds of uh, uh, great uh, conversations and tips and ideas coming your way. So I'm going to turn it over to Rob who will uh, kick it off uh, with our special guest today and we'll get started. Hey Rob, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. And uh, I'd just like to welcome Jamie Cecil uh, to the program today. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. You got it. Well, Jamie, as we get started here, maybe you could give us a little bit of a background on yourself and how you got involved with uh, Beefo Brady's and the brand and and, uh, how you serve people. Sure, sure. I've been with uh, Beefo Brady's for about six years now. Uh, Started on the operations side and then um, journeyed over the franchise sales uh, department. And I've I've been in franchise sales for, for many, many, many years. Uh, if you guys are familiar with a company called Quaker Steak and Lube, I was in charge of development for those guys uh, and several other companies kind of through in, 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 the, in, in, the my, in my past. So, um, you know, it, it's, and I, I've owned my own restaurant before. Um, so, you know, I've, I've got a, a, a pretty broad uh, background, but I, you know, it's, people always ask me, what do you like, the franchise sales or the ops? Well, both kind of help uh, because when I'm talking to a potential uh, candidate, you know, I can walk through the operation side with them, you know, and talk numbers and talk that stuff, talk everything, labor and food costs. So that that dramatically helps. So, like I said, I've been with Beefle Brady's for six years. Uh, Beefle Brady's is a, um, a family style sports bar. I uh, started in 1985 in, in Brandon, Florida. I uh, started franchising in the 90s. Uh, currently, we're at 150, 150 locations. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're adding stores every year, which is great. We're, we're continuing to grow and, um, you know, excited uh, for, for the future for Beefs. Very nice. Sounds, it's, it's near lunchtime and I'm already getting hungry just thinking about <laughs> it. Uh, sounds good. So, well, you know, the last few weeks we've been talking about strategies. Uh, obviously, franchisors, especially in the restaurant sector, have had to make some pretty significant adaptations. And a few weeks ago, we talked about what, what strategy we use here at Franchise Bible Coach with our clients, which is uh, evaluate, adapt, and overcome. And, um, and then different, uh, different ways that businesses have kind of evolved to the new normal and what plans are afterwards. So what kind of things have you seen in your organization from your franchise owners or from even from uh, your, your corporate level? Uh, yeah. to, right, for these you know, 
Sure, most definitely. We, you know, from a corporate side, we have 26 B4 braiders that we own and operate. Uh, and then obviously the rest are franchised. Um, but when this thing hit day one, um, you know, we went into, you know, safe survival mode, right? Immediately formed a task force uh, to help our franchisees. And the, the, the number one goal of it was we want to save all of our franchisees. We have to help our franchisees through this. Um, and that, that's our that's our number one goal, uh, whether it be helping them apply for the PPP money from a marketing standpoint, whatever that was. Um, and there was a lot of great, you know, what, one of the things in, in it's, that's what I love about the restaurant business. You know, we, we adapt and we overcome. We figure this stuff out. Um, there, there's not, there wasn't a playbook for this thing, right? It's not like you could go and pull a book off the shelf and say, oh yeah, that's a pandemic, do this. Yeah. That wasn't out there. And we're coming up with stuff. Our franchisees are coming up with stuff. You know, some of the great ideas, um, you know, one of our franchisees did a grocery store. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you see a lot of other brands are doing that as well, offering milk and eggs and, package deals and things like that. You know, the other thing that we did is we started doing delivery in-house. You know, the servers didn't have anything to do. So they now became delivery drivers. Um, we did family meal packs. Uh, and this was, you know, it's funny because now this is something moving forward. It's gonna be a push for us because these family meal packs have gone really well. Be it, you know, the cheeseburger meals with fries or like a taco kit to go. I was Cinco de Mayo was a great, uh, great thing for today. Um, so those types of things that we put together moving forward, we're going to keep using those because we think that's a great avenue uh, for us for to build sales. Right. So instead of using some of the outsourced third party delivery systems, you guys just converted your servers into delivery folks. Right. And we and we still used all the third party deliveries. Don't get me wrong. But you know, in order to keep some of our employees employed, um, we turn them into delivery drivers and it was, it worked out surprisingly well. Very good. Well, and I can see with those, I have, uh, you know, four teenagers at home and, uh, <laughs> uh my wife and, and, uh, there's meal planning, especially when everybody's cooped up is, it can be a real, uh, maddening experience. So oh, yeah. Yeah, those meal, those, those family packs, those meal packs sound like a great idea. And I can yeah. see that that's something that would sustain and, and stay on board after. We were talking about that with a with a guest a couple of days ago. That, yeah, you know, what changes are temporary? And I think uh, one one person said, "Well, there are some things that are going to have to go away because of the switch back to the normal or trying to get back to the normal." And some things that will will be uh, added to the lineup for good. Right. Yeah. I mean, one one of those things is you know the uh, I live in Florida and. and the governor gave us the ability, the restaurants, the ability to to sell alcohol, right? Right. Um, on, a, on a package basis. Um, I, that won't be a strategy that that will go away shortly. Uh, but, it, but it was a, it was a phenomenal rev revenue stream for us while, you know, nothing was happening. So it, um, you know, now, the, you know, a lot of the family meal deals, they'll go forward. Um, selling alcohol to go, I, that's not going to be a long-term plan. But it helped during the time. So it's, exactly. it, it's neat to see the uh, the officials uh, kind of working with the entrepreneurs to come up with solutions. That's yep. the first time oh. we've seen it to this extent. So very good. Good ideas, huh, Rob? Yeah, no, they are. And it, it reminds me of what Jason from Entrepreneur Magazine did say about uh, maintaining, you know, you had value before the pandemic, you still have value to offer to your audience, but 
maybe have to just repackage the value, right? And I think that's exactly what everybody deferred to was to do that. Um, and so the question that, that comes to mind is, was there a certain approach that your, you, you and your leadership team took to working with your franchise owners when this hit? Was there a sort of a, hey, let's, let's look at it this way and let's move forward on this, on this basis? So obviously these ideas have come to, to the surface. You, you mentioned the grocery store and some of the packaging, but was that part of, a, of, a, of an effort that sort of came from, from corporate in a sense? Or what, what, how did you guys approach it? Well, you know, one of the things, you know, with, with beefs, we have a, a franchise advisory council um, and typically the, F, the FAC, we meet quarterly. Well, during this, we act, we had weekly phone calls um, to get feedback from them. Uh, and they represent, you know, a, a, a throng of uh, franchisees. So they were getting feedback from the franchisees as well. Because, um, you know, we all know there's, there's certain things that the franchisees will tell each other, but that they won't tell us. So that FAC was really a great guiding light for us through this thing. Uh, and obviously the ideas that we had is from a, from a corporate team as well. So, um, you know, those weekly calls help. And we, and then, you know, right out of the gate, we had daily calls as an executive team uh, to kind of map this thing out. You know, the, the working through the PPP stuff, um, what was it was an interesting one to say the least. Uh, our COO was all over it. Our CFO was all over it. And you know, we really helped get our franchisees the, the, the money that they were due. Um, and it, it was it was a challenge, but um, you know, but putting putting a plan together and getting everybody on the same same course was um, you know we're, we're coming through this thing uh, surprisingly. And you know when when it first started, and we had stores that were down seventy five and eighty percent. I mean that's just just it's horrendous. Right. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting to say now. You know now we're only down thirty or forty percent. Well, you know where whereas two months ago you'd be like, oh my yeah. god, you're down thirty forty percent. You guys are going to close. Yeah. And it's you know, I've been on a lot of calls where it's like, oh, you're only down thirty forty. That's great. What are you guys doing? That's awesome. Yeah. That's funny how times change, right? We, yeah. What was a uh, hit the panic button six months ago is now a, a good thing. But, uh, yeah, exactly. How, what's your, uh, what are your plans for franchise development as far as onboarding new franchisees and what your efforts look like in, now and in the well, we, we're still, you know, we're still out there. Uh, we're still selling franchises. Um, my franchise sales guy, we have, you know, we've got daily, I have daily calls with him to make sure everything is, you know, where the leads coming in, what, what's happening with them. Um, and we've, we've actually had our first virtual discovery day. Um, and I, you know, it was, it was really neat. It worked. Um, but I, I, I like the, I like, you know, meeting someone in person. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's, there's a lot to be said with, with the meeting in person, but when you can't, you got to do what you got to do. So we, we held it and, um, it, it, you know, they didn't sign the deal, but they, they didn't say no yet either. So it's on, it's on hold until everything finishes up. Um, but it was, uh, it was interesting. I'm, I'm glad we did it. It was, it was a nice little test run. I think, you know, in the, in the future, you know, one of the, one of the hurdles to getting people to discovery day is the travel. You know, we're based in Tampa, which, you know, people in Wisconsin and, and Illinois in the winter, it's pretty easy to get them to come to Florida. Right. Yeah. Um, but when you're dealing with guys in California or Washington state, that's a, that's a, that's a big commitment to, to make it out. So maybe these, these virtual discovery days will help us, you know, kind of uh, extend the olive branch a little bit say, Hey, look, we can do a virtual discovery day. We can show you guys what this thing's about. Um, and then if, it, if you're interested, 
and we can we can meet in person and, and seal the deal. So I, I think it was a uh, it, it was an interesting exercise and and uh, one that you know again one of the things that in our toolbox we will keep using the virtual discovery days. You know once this thing goes away. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that, and I I, I do believe uh, that that'll become kind of status quo from from here on. We've been doing virtual discovery days here in Colorado for about a year, oh. and uh, and you know certain brands have different elements if you're brick and mortar of course you have a little bit more of a reason to have somebody come out and experience the food and the atmosphere and things like that um, no. so maybe two parting it to a virtual and then a on-site like you said is the solution for for you guys but uh, some some brands don't have brick and mortar locations and so right right we're seeing a lot of brands doing virtual discovery days is kind of a new thing but uh, yeah make makes it more convenient very very good yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I was going to say, we, we've been talking about virtual discovery days for quite a while. Like you said earlier, Jamie, we're, we're used to this type of uh, medium that we're on now. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, so we thought, geez, you know, that, that might be great for some brands. And we've been thinking about it. And then we started to do it. And now with this, uh, with this pandemic, it, it is, we hear that from everyone and it's kind of the same input. It's, it's, it'll be a hybrid, but it's an interesting experiment because I think it does open the door, right? To maybe grease uh, the skids and drive a little bit more in the pipeline, right? Exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great, what were we gonna hey, say, Rick? Yeah, hey Jamie, do you have a, a favorite story of one of your franchise owners uh, interfacing with a customer perhaps in this in this crazy world we're living in right now uh, kind of going above and beyond or, or doing something for the community that that really uh pulls on the heartstrings yeah you know i mean it, 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 there's a bunch of one, one of the things with beefo brady's is you know we're big on our in, in community and um you know that that community involvement is is critical you know we we get a lot of repeat guests because of that and obviously the value component too so we have a lot of franchisees out there that are really doing some really cool things. Um, you know, the, the, the grocery store item was, was, was one of them. I think one of the neatest things that one of them did, they did a drive-in movie um, in, their, in their parking lot. And so they brought in this big inflatable and they, they, they broadcast the, 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 the movie on the, on the big screen out in the parking lot. So gave a chance for everybody to get out of their house um, get a little bit of sense of normalcy. You know, he was, he walked around and, and delivered popcorn and things like that. You know, so I mean, it was just, and didn't charge for the popcorn. Uh, but if somebody wanted a meal, you know, they could order it and, and they delivered out to their car. But again, gave those families and those, those people in the community a, a, an excuse to get out of their house. Um, they were social distancing because they were in their cars. Um, you know, so it was, it was, a, it, it's a, it's a, it was a neat little thing. And, you know, we talked about this a little earlier, you know, all of this stuff that, that, you know, you, you in, in times of crisis, the, the creativity that you see out there is it's, it, it's amazing. It's a, it's a true testament to, to entrepreneurship for sure. Well, yeah. And you see that entrepreneurs are, are kind of known for adapting and overcoming and creating and innovating. And we're seeing that. Uh, just every day we're, we're, we're seeing more and more of that. And it's, uh, it's fascinating to see the, the creative ideas turn into, um, not like I said earlier, not only ways to survive, but thrive and, right. and new revenue sources and new ways to, to stay connected with customers and their staff and employees. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoy seeing is, is uh, when, when the staff and the management and the franchise owners and the franchisors 
all get together and start to collaborate. And then it rolls down to the community in these great, these great ideas and these great concepts. And uh, that's really the entrepreneurial spirit. Like you said, that's what drives this whole thing. And, and the reason we started the, the fight for your franchise challenge, by the way, is that we believe that small businesses and medium sized businesses are the backbone of not only our U S economy, but globally. Yeah. Wow. We work with people all over the world and, and, and they're struggling with the same stuff and, different parts of the world, of course. And so uh, this initiative is just a, a way for us to give back to the industry that we love and uh, offer some free coaching sessions and some podcasts and some articles and different resources. And just to keep the people thinking about the positive things uh, that entrepreneurs are doing and maybe get some ideas and maybe, you know, like that great idea of, you know, an outdoor uh, drive-in movie. That's just something that that will build trust and build uh, you know, uh, a relationship even deeper with their client base. And one of the things that a lot of folks are saying that's going to be important for the customer after this is all said and done is trust and safety. So they're gonna have to feel a, a high level of trust in your brand and they're gonna have to feel safe yeah, utilizing your brand, right? Is there anything in that arena that you guys have been talking about that uh, will maintain that? Yeah, you know, one of the things, I mean, obviously in the restaurant business, customers let you know pretty quickly if you're running a dirty restaurant. Um, but, I, but you know, we're, we've got to go beyond that with everything here. So, you know, we've got servers and masks and gloves. Uh, we've got, you know, hand sanitizer stations. You know, Florida just opened up yesterday at 25%. So we're, you know, we're test running uh, all this stuff. So we've got sanitizer stations all over the place. Um, you know, we're doing temperature checks on our employees. Um, you know, so we're, we're making sure that when, it, if, if a guest does want to come inside, that they're, they're going to be safe when they come in and, and, and dine with us. You know, we've spread the tables apart, um, you know, 25% capacity, you know, you're, you're pretty well spread apart anyway. Um, but you know, we're, we've made sure that we, we pulled some tables out so that, that people are still, they still feel pretty comfortable. Um, so it's, it's, it's been an interesting, an interesting run. Um, you know, our, our sales for yesterday in our Florida stores were actually really good. Um, so, you know, uh, the, the, the future looks good. Um, you know, our original plan was, you know, hopefully this thing would come back in June. So the fact that we're back, you know, kind of a little earlier than that is helps. I mean, granted it's only 25%, but still it's, um, it's, it's better than it was six to eight weeks ago. That's for sure. Yeah. And since uh, there's a lot of listeners that are maybe new entrepreneurs or new business owners, new franchise owners, or even restaurant owners that, that uh, maybe aren't involved in franchising yet. Um, I know a lot of people have been concerned about opening up at only 25% or 50% in certain states. Have you guys worked out the numbers on that? Maybe, is there any tips or ideas you have there that listeners could benefit from? Well, I, I think that I mean the, the key is I mean yeah it, of course twenty five percent you know capacity is, is not going to pay the bills. However, again as I talked earlier, those family meals, the the to go the delivery and all that stuff, all that remains strong. So okay. um, th this is kind of a little bonus, uh, the twenty five percent that that helps um, helps feed it. Now, granted, it, it's it's not nowhere near where we were you know a couple months ago. You know we were. The beefs we were running, we had seven of the last eight years of, of comp positive sales. Um, so we were, we were, 
Okay. Beef was beef was strong, um, in which that's going to help us coming out of this as well because we we were strong coming into this. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of brands out there that that weren't, and um, and we're fortunate that 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 we that we are. Yeah. And so you know that that that's a it's an interesting uh, point to make is that as you moved into this, you were strong. And, and as you say, many businesses are, weren't as strong going into this. And so we all know that there'll be a lot of change headed our way. Um, but when you think about the entrepreneurs out there, the, the business owners, or even the other franchise brands, is there, a, is there one golden nugget that, that you can think of that you might want to leave the listeners with? That, if, you know, again, from your experiences with beefs, is there is there something you could share with them that, that you think if this one thing that you could focus on, this is the thing? Is there something like that, or maybe it's a couple of things? I don't know. I, well, I, I, the, the key the key is you know you you got into this business for a reason because you felt the passion for it. So the the, the creativity, um, whatever whatever sounds like a, you know a crazy idea, uh, it, it may work. I mean, if you would have told me six to eight weeks ago we were going to be, you know, selling alcohol out of our doors, I would have said you're crazy. There's no way. So, you know, taking those, the circumstances that you're giving and coming up with those crazy ideas, um, it, it, it may sound like a crazy, you know, family meals. We weren't doing family meals six to eight weeks ago, but again, we thought we saw a need and you put it together and made it happen. So I think that, you know, again, part of entrepreneurship is that creativity. And, and, and overcoming and adapting. And that, that's, that's where, that's, you know, as a franchise system, uh, that's where we've excelled. And, um, you know, so I, I think being creative in this time um, is, is paramount. Totally, yeah. And the, everything I keep thinking of when I hear you speak is, isn't it awesome that you're in a franchise to begin with, right? For the franchises that are out there now, the, the whole idea of being in a group, being in a network, having a team, having the collaboration, having the support systems, yes. you couldn't be in a better place in the worst possible situation, right? Right, right. You know, when I, I like I said earlier, you know, when I own my own restaurant, you know, I, I don't know during this time, I don't know what I, I mean, it, it would have been interesting. Um, you know, the collaboration we have with our executive team, collaboration with our, with our FAC and the other franchisees, you know, it, I've, I've talked to more franchisees in the past six to eight weeks, which is great. I mean, that's what, that's what this thing's all about. And bound, they're bouncing ideas off. Um, they're calling in for feedback. Um, you know, they're, they're asking for help from landlords. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's just that, that ball. I mean, you know, not only are you trying to sell food, but now you also, oh, by the way, rent's due on, on April 1st and May 1st. Now what do I do, right? Um, so, you know, again, part of, part of my job is to help them navigate, you know, working with their landlords to either forgive the, um, the, the, the rent payment or, you know, tack it onto the back end. So, um, you know, those are, those are critical, critical conversations to have with franchisees because that's a, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big cost every single month. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of, of course, landlords, uh, a lot of landlords are working with their tenants we're seeing bankers and suppliers and all types of different um, companies that are really working with everybody. You know, they kind of understand. Yeah, we're fortunate. Our, our, our landlords are, 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 are working with us, which is great. You know, and I, I've told several of them, I said, you know, 
you can either you can work with us or you can hope somebody's behind us waiting to come in here right and um i don't, I don't yeah. know that this is going to be very long or yeah they'll be open for a while yeah that's very true very true well that's uh that's all good good gold nuggets of advice there if you're a, a new restaurant owner you know keep in mind that uh the franchise model the community that you get with a franchise and uh and a, and a brand like beef brady's is is that community and the, the know-how and expertise and having somebody in your corner all the time as i tell people you're yeah. never you're never going to be alone again when you join a franchise exactly oh that's very good well awesome um well as we get ready to wind up here um i'm going to kind of i'm going to kind of close the show here but i'm going to go back around one one last time with you, both of you, and uh, just see if there's any little uh, gold nuggets or any thoughts you want to leave the listeners with this week. Um, this next week, we're going to be focusing in on uh, servant leadership, and we're going to be talking about uh, three to the way decisions are being made in, in organizations during these challenging times, a thing that I talk about in my book called The Three Decision Lenses. And of course, we just came out of uh, the franchise equation, which is how to maximize and get to the zenith level in all five departments of your business. So these are all strategies that we teach and, and coach in our Franchise Bible Coach system. So if you're out there listening and you haven't joined the Franchise Bible Coach Fight for Your Franchise Challenge, all you have to do is go to the website, FranchiseBibleCoach.com. You can uh, simply enter your email address and you'll receive in your inbox every Monday uh, an email that will have a link to the, the, the coaching session and the uh, podcast and the article and an invitation to join our, our uh, Franchise Bible Coach um, Facebook group. And so you can send that out to all your franchise owners, by the way, and uh, let them all join as well if they would like. And it's a way to participate and, and uh, learn some things, but also give back to the industry that we all love. And uh, that's at FranchiseBibleCoach.com. And we are now in uh, working in conjunction with Entrepreneur and Entrepreneur Magazine and Entrepreneur.com. So they're hosting uh, our, our, not only our articles, but also our, uh, our coaching sessions on Entrepreneur.com. So very, very excited that we're all working together to get through this. So uh, we'd like to thank you very, very much, Jamie, for joining us today from Beefo Brady's. And thank you to my co-host, Rob Ganley. And this has been uh, Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. And we're going to sign off in just a second, but one last nugget, anything else that you'd like to share with us, Jamie, before we go? Have fun. You know, and, and you know, what I just, I don't know if I got time for this kind of a long, well, I'll make it short. Oh, my, my, what I, you know, when I, when I got into this business, my, um, I started out as a server and I, I went to college to be an accountant. And I, you know, freshman year, and I was like, I had counting, and I'm like, this is terrible. This is not meant for me. And I was working at TGI Fridays at the time, and I told my dad one night, I called him, I said, Dad, I'm changing majors. He goes, oh, yeah, really, what, medical school? What are you, you going to do? I said, Dad, I'm going to go in the restaurant business. And it was total silence on the other end of the, other end of the phone. And I said, Dad? He goes, you're going to do what? I said, hey, listen, let me ask you a question. When you go to work every day, do you have fun? He goes, well, son, it's, it's work. It's not supposed to be fun. I said, see, that's the difference. When I go to work, I have fun because I love the people I work with. I have great guests that come in. We have, we have a good time. And uh, finally, after I you know, talked him down off the ledge, he's like, all right, all right, all right. I get it. I get it. 
But sir, I, I mean, you know, I've been in this business for many, many years now and every single day, or granted, not every day is fun, but the majority, yeah. the most days are, I have, I have a great time, um, you know, dealing with the guests, dealing with employees, um, you know, and just, it just, everything gets involved in this business. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fun business. Very good. Well, and sometimes we forget that, especially in the, the middle of something like this in the crisis. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And a lot of people don't enjoy what they do every day. So what a blessing it is that you and, you and your franchise owners can enjoy that. So very good. Awesome. Awesome. Have fun. And Rob, anything else you want to share before we go? Well, I'll make it quick too. Um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I would say this is an opportunity, right? I think we've been circling that idea, but an opportunity for the franchisees, for the brands, uh, for business owners to reach out and leave an impression on their community uh, at a time where it would probably be very memorable, right? Like some of the things you guys are doing, the community is going to remember them, right? Like the liquor, right? But buying the liquor, even if you cannot continue to offer that, um, they'll remember that experience. Some of them may have never interacted with your restaurant and for some of these things that you're now doing. And so you have a new audience and they'll remember you during this time. And I think that's, that's you know, use this time, have fun, but remember you have an opportunity to make an impact that's lasting. Yeah, true. Very good. Awesome, gentlemen. Well, thank you again, uh, Jamie, for joining us. And uh, we're excited to see how you guys pull through this and keep thriving. Sounds like you have a great organization and lots of great people. So we'll call you back and have you back on the show in, in a little bit and see maybe for an update. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate it.